Hello and welcome to episode 73 of the Atlanta Man podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Rogers, and today I'm joined by my friend Evan Etheridge to uh, break down the series from hell, which was the Phillies and Braves and the NLDS. So uh had a few days to um, kind of uh, soak it in. So how are you feeling after, was it three days after, four days after, something like that? Yeah, it ended on, uh, what was it, Saturday? We didn't even Saturday. get to Sunday. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, my prediction: Braves and four turned to Phillies and four. Just a rough series, man. This my, was my prediction also. Ugh. Uh, Sean, Sean's not with us today, but Sean had a Braves sweeping that <laughs> aged very poorly. Um, yeah, our our uh, series predictions were off by a lot, and uh, we didn't get to talk after we've only talked about Game One so far on the podcast. Uh, we didn't get to have our happy podcast after Game Two. Would have been the only happy one of this whole series, uh, the only win the Braves got. So we can get into that first, just to at least give a little positivity in here. The Braves did not get swept. That is, even though it feels like they did, they did not get swept. Uh, they win game two, three to nothing. And uh, the story of this game was Kyle Wright. He was incredible. Um, six innings pitched, zero earned runs, six strikeouts. Um, he was awesome. Uh, the Braves had a big six inning where uh, they scored three runs off of Zach Wheeler. Kind of a lucky, especially looking back of how the offense performed when they got to Philadelphia. They were very fortunate to even win one game. And they really only won this game because of uh, some lucky hitting, let's be real. So um, you got any uh, thoughts on uh, game two, Kyle Wright stuff? Should probably mention the Dansby Swanson and Austin Riley catches. Those were awesome. Um, yeah, that that was a uh, great defense, great pitching. I mean, that was the story of that game. We, and because because Wheeler was absolutely dealing um, until we got to him in the sixth. It was a tight tight game. Um, yeah, you know, base base runners were scarce that game. Yeah, no doubt. And um, we could talk. We can talk about the Braves rally in the sixth. I mean, for being honest, it shouldn't have even been a thing because Reese Hoskins did not field a ball that he probably should have fielded that would have been, ended the inning. So who knows? The Braves very well might have gotten swept if he fields that ball, but he didn't. Um, it was Matt Olson who had a one of the few players that had a good series, but he had that. They ruled it a hit, probably not a hit, but whatever. Um, but then they get uh, Austin Riley swinging bunt that scored a run, and then Darno had a single that made it three nothing. And uh, yeah, the Braves pretty much it was like the perfect script of what the Braves like to do. They got six innings from Kyle Wright, then they went Mentor to Iglesias to Jansen. They were all clean innings. And uh, the Braves shut him out, um, and the pitching was awesome. This was the only good starting pitching performance from the whole from the Braves all series. The rest of them are terrible. And now we can talk about um, just the series as a whole for a second and the starting pitching. I'm about to read you a stat about the starters: Max Fried, Spencer Strider, and Charlie Morton pitched seven innings in three games in their three starts, and they gave up twelve earned runs. That is. Never in a million years going to work, especially in a five-game series. Um, but, uh, yeah, we can just uh, give some sauce, some golf claps to Kyle Wright because he was great. Yep. And, I mean, you got to find the positive somewhere. I mean, at least he had a good outing, and hopefully he can keep it going next year. But he was awesome. But, uh, yeah, I had to at least talk about game two. You can't just straight up ignore it. Um, so we'll, we'll get into the the painful trip to Philadelphia now which started on a Friday 
And in uh, a bit of a surprise, actually, the Braves end up starting Spencer Strider in this game. So um, off the rip, what do you think about the Braves going ahead and using Strider in game three instead of game four, which we all, when we did our preview pod, I think we all agreed that we thought it was going to be Charlie Morton. So what do you think about them choosing Strider for game three? I didn't hate it. Um, Strider, Strider was un, unreal against Philadelphia all year. He had great stats. And, uh, you know, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. You start Charlie Moore in that game, but, you know, that's hindsight. Yeah. So um, I, I didn't hate it. You know, I wish he would have pitched better. That would have kind of, you know, solidified my decision or, you know, Snit's decision a little bit better. But it, it's just a tough call there. I mean, w- with him coming back first game, it's it's really tough for for a rookie who doesn't have any experience in that. I mean, in, in Philadelphia, tough environment, you know, maybe you go Morton just because – because his experience, but I mean, he, Morton hasn't been that great. Um, so yeah, I mean, not much to say there, really. Yeah, and Strider, to his credit, through the first two innings, he was he looked like Spencer Strider, how he looked all season. And um, you know, another thing, another talking point with Strider was, what was he going to be limited to? Was he going to be able to only go two or three innings, which is what happened in this game, but not the way you would they didn't plan on him doing that, or was he going to be just regular starter, full, full-time full starter, try to get five or six things out of him, whatever. And it looked like, I mean, there's no other way to deny it. The Braves, their plan was for Schreider to be a normal starter because if they thought he was only going to be able to go two or three innings, he would have not stayed in the game nearly as long as he did, I don't think. Um, but, yeah, like I said, the first two innings, he was great. He went six up, six down with four strikeouts. He was – he looked – it's like Spencer Strider. He was throwing 100. He was had a good slider going. And then um, things went awry in the third inning. Is uh, That's one way to put it. Things went like as bad as they possibly could, honestly. The Phillies had five hits on five straight pitches. That's insane. <laughs> um, and uh, I think they ended up scoring, what, five runs, too? Over those? Yeah, five runs and five batters. I found, yeah, they did. That's pretty wild stuff. Um, or it might have been all six, actually. I don't even know. Because they end up <laughs> they end up walk intentionally walking Schwarber. We can just go through the whole inning. Um, I think he he walks Brandon Marsh, and then Bryson Stott has that double, which was very annoying, by the way. Um, he just kept like chunking heaters at him, and Stott couldn't hit any of them. He was just barely fouling them off, and they just threw him a slider and st- it sped Stott's bat up big time. And he mm-hmm. ripped a double down the line. And then that's when, yeah, that's when things got bad. Then they intentionally walked Schwarber. And then the first pitch to Hoskins was uh, a home run. The bat spike, the infamous bat spike from Reese Hoskins. Oh, I hate him. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> I hate was Reese Hoskins. That that was, um, yeah, that was something. Um, if a Braves player did that, it's just one of those things. If a guy on your team does it, you're going to love it. If it happens against you, you're going to absolutely hate it. Which in the moment I hated it, I still hate it. But if like if Ronald Acuna did that, we'd be fired up. Let's be real. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, he gives up a home run to him. And by the way, that was the slowest fastball Spencer Strider has thrown in his big league career, which isn't a long time. It's pretty much just one season. But it was ninety three point eight, I believe, was how fast that fastball was. And for Strider, that's just not going to work at all. And you know, people kind of slamming Snit for leaving him in to face Hoskins. At that point in time, it's just one to nothing, and he had given up that one hit. 
So I, I and his like his velocity was down in the third. It was he was just hitting like 97, 98. Uh, but did you have any issue with how long they let Strider go? Would you have taken him out after the Stott double to make it one nothing? Because I wouldn't have. It, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't hate that. No, Hoskins was one for nineteen in the postseason coming yeah, up to that it, at bat. And another thing, people were getting mad that they intentionally walked Schwarber too because he had been just as bad as Hoskins. So I can kind of get that because then you have to face Real Muto, who had been like better than they have been. But yeah, what do you, you think about the Schwarber walk, intentional walk too? That's a, that was another point of contention I saw. Yeah, I didn't understand that. Yeah, I, mean, I get, I get, I get being mad about that for sure. More than, yeah. um, more than leaving him in. Now him facing Real Muto, I had an issue with. Because once he throws a 93, 94-mile-an-hour fastball, just for, like, not even just for winning the game's sake, for his just, his health, you know, he's obviously not right anymore. But when he's throwing the ball that slow, and then, thankfully, honestly, Real Muto hits a single on the first pitch, and then they take him out. So I was just kind of glad that Strider didn't have to throw any more pitches, because I was, like, starting to get worried for just his overall health. Like, if you, they keep him out there, like, he's going to, he's obviously... I don't know if he's hurt, hurt, but he's not right, you know? So, they, like, what, what did you think about this, the, that part of it, too, of them letting him face Real Muto after he threw the slowest fastball he's ever thrown? Because I, I hated that. Yeah, I didn't even notice that in the moment, honestly. Um, but, yeah, it was, what was it, 4 nothing after Hoskins hit that? It, I mean, 4 nothing isn't I, – I, I don't know, man, like – like yeah, you could you could have brought in Odorizzi right after that, and and that would have been fine, but but is Odorizzi any better than than Strider right now? I I don't know. Um, it, it was just tough for our starters, man. You you really needed him to come out because because you had to have one in Philadelphia after splitting the series in Atlanta, and it's kind of like okay, is this game is this game just are you just salvaging your bullpen after this? Is do you just go for the next game or what? I mean. I, I don't really have an opinion on that. It's like, yeah, I mean, 93, eight, 93 miles an hour. That's not very fast for Strider. Um, no, losing foot yeah. velocity like that. That's Yeah. Then, like, I, I mean, I get, like, their plan just, they had no backup plan for him coming out in the third and not looking good. You know, I think that was very apparent. Um, But, yeah, like I said, it wasn't even just, like, for just, for, within the game, like winning the game, my, my more, my concern was get him out because he, I don't want him to hurt himself because I just don't think he was feeling, I don't know if it was the oblique started acting up again, or he, he just had lo- like had to build himself back up from not pitching. It, it almost been, it's been like three weeks since he's pitched in a real game. So I don't know how that's affected him. You know, he's a, he's a young guy and he had never thrown this many innings in a season before. So I don't, um, I don't know. They know more than we do, which is you always got to acknowledge that. And uh, yeah, but then right after that, uh, they bring in Dylan Lee to face Harper, which I was fine with that. Um, and then Harper, the first pitch that Dylan Lee throws to Bryce Harper, he absolutely parks it like way, way back. Like he threw him a fastball down the middle and Harper just crushed it. And then all of a sudden within yeah five pitches, it's six to nothing on five pitches. That's insane. I can't believe it. I mean, they were just ambushing them. And that's just one thing you got to say about this series. The Phillies just kicked our ass. And you just got to tip your hat because they really did just dominate the series, which was super surprising. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's – I mean, that's kind of the ball game right there. You mentioned Oda Rizzi. He actually came in 
and pitch well in this game. He ate up some innings. And um, in the moment, that's a big deal because you didn't have to use the bullpen. But Odorizzi, he pitched three innings. Um, he ended up giving up two runs, so his line doesn't look great. But I think all those those turns were given up at the very end of his outing. Um, but overall, I think Odorizzi looked pretty good. Then they used Chavez, who had a bad series, and he gave up a run. So the Braves ended up losing 9-1. to one. Um, So I know we talked a little bit after this game, how we had some optimism going into game four. But uh, what were your overall thoughts after this game had wrapped up? And um, how are you feeling knowing we had to face a winner go home game four the next day? Yeah, at that point, you're just trying to save face. Like, you know that the Phillies have a bullpen game coming up game four. Um, I think Syndergaard ended up getting a start. So, I mean, you like your chances, um, but, but the offense has got to get going. Like, like it, it, it was just so scarce, these runs and, and getting down early was the biggest thing. Um, but yeah, I had a little optimism, you know, just split the series in Philly and then come back to Atlanta for game five. I mean, that's what you're thinking. Um, yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're really hoping Morton can go, you know, six innings and and really just have a gym um at that point yeah um it was like the Braves were favored to win game four even on the road and that's just because the pitching matchup disparity the Braves had a real starter in Charlie Morton and Charlie Morton has a great playoff history he's I think they showed his ERA and um must win games in the playoffs and it was below one I think it was like 0.8 which is pretty insane. So he had been really good when his back's against the wall. Um, he wasn't in this game, and uh, we'll talk about it more, but he did get hit by another comebacker, which I think um, affected his outing a little bit. Um, but, yeah, heading into game four, you know, you kind of just got to put that game behind you because, you know, you, lo- you lost it, but you just got, can't really think about how the way you lost it. The way they lost it was just very demoralizing. But at the end of the day, you know, just splitting in Philadelphia would have been huge, obviously would have saved the season and you never know what could happen back in Atlanta for game five, but we will, we will never know what happened in that game because it didn't happen. Uh, so we can get into game four now. Um, yeah. Second inning, we'll just get right to the second inning because first inning, nothing happened. Neither team scored, but I believe was it to lead off the second. I think it was Alec Bohm leading off the second inning, I believe. Uh, Morton did get out of a big jam in the first, which we should have mentioned. He was had first and third and one out or nobody out. He didn't give up a run. So he looked not great, but he got himself out of some trouble. Um, but he gets an immediate trouble in the second. Bohm hits a comebacker right off his elbow, his pitching elbow too, which is even worse. Um, it uh, wasn't hit like super hard. I think they said it was like 75 miles an hour off the bat, which – you know, that's still going to hurt, obviously, but it's not like he hit it at 110 back at him. Um, but uh, they came out and checked on him. He stayed in the game, but there was a, a noticeable dip in his velocity after that happened. And then um, I, he gives up uh, gives up another base runner, either Stout or Segura got on. I can't remember which one, honestly. And then Brandon Marsh um, hits one of his curveballs out for a three-run homer. Uh, so what were you thinking at, at that moment? Because it was just like um, – Deja vu all over again. I know you mentioned uh, the Braves getting behind early in this game. Here's another stat I'll throw at you. In the first three innings of the games in the series, the Phillies outscored the Braves 13-2 to two in the first three innings. Uh, so you can uh, you can talk about that and um, just talk about Morton and 
he must have just magnets in his body in the playoffs. I don't know what's yeah. going on with that. <laughs> yeah, I was getting flashbacks, you know, from the World Series last year. Um, obviously not a broken leg. We don't really know what, what's up with his elbow at this point. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the Brandon Marsh at bat. You know, he has him 0-2. He was, um, he was in full control. And it just... Yeah, yeah, and he hangs a curveball. He, he sped up Brandon Marsh, who, who turned into Babe Ruth this series. He had an Eddie Rosario series. Um, Him and Harper, man. I think Harper bet a 500 in the series. They were insane. Yeah, tough outs. Like, every time they came up, you knew. Um, but I didn't like, I didn't like obviously, throwing a curveball there to Marsh. You had him 0-2, and he had swung right through two two fastballs. And, you know, speeding up his bat like that, I mean, he it, at first I thought it was a pop-up, but that ball just – it was crushed, you know, watching the replay. Yeah, it kept going. Just kept flying. Um, you know, and then and then you have Real Muto, um, who ends up hitting hitting a ball straight to center field. We, we need to talk about that. Oh, um, the inside the Parker? Yeah, yeah. What What is Ronald Acuna doing in right field? Yeah, um, there is a lot of Acuna slander on Twitter. And, you know, I like I, I agree with the um, – statement that he needs to back that ball up like he does he has to be there but some people I, this one guy tweeted he used to he used to be like a um, a radio guy in atlanta for some radio station but he said that the everlasting image of this series is going to be ronald acuna not backing up that ball oh and just like goodness. oh yeah dude that's the this that was the run that cost the braves the series like i understand like being upset at acuna for not backing that up like he should have been over there um to be fair to Ronald, they were like shifting towards right field. So it would have been like a, he was really far from the ball. And I'm sure he wasn't expecting that to happen. Um, but he still, you still got to go over there in case. And yeah, Harris, I mean, Harris made a bad play on it too. Like he shouldn't have let the ball bounce all the way into right field either. Um, but yeah, that, that, it wasn't good. It was just, the series was a disaster. And that was just another disastrous moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Ronald was bad in right field this 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 series for sure. Yeah, he had he had a really bad game four overall. Like mm-hmm. he he looked bad to play. He him and Harris let that ball lamb in between them. Mm-hmm. Like they, he had a few bad plays out there. Yeah, you know with the weird dimensions in in Philly, that awful stadium. Uh, you you got to back up your outfielders no matter what. You know, even if you're not. Yeah. If even if you know you're not going to get to the ball, you still get, you still got to try. And and that ball ended up kicking right to to right field to Ronnie, and they didn't get to it in time. And Real Muto's circling the bases. The crowd's going crazy. I mean, that was just a nightmare. Yeah, that was the – I mean, I think that made it – that only made it four to nothing, which after the way the Phillies scored, scored – that's that's another thing about this. The way the Phillies scored their runs just can take the air out of you, the way they did it all series. Like, it was just the Hoskins homer, the Harper homer, the Marsh homer, the inside the Parker. It was just, like, all brutal. And the and credit to the Philly fans, they were they were going nuts, and oh for goodness. good for good reason. They, I can't imagine that was an easy place to go in and play at for the Braves. But uh, yeah, um, Ronald has to back that ball up. Um, I don't think anyone's saying otherwise. But I think some of the reaction people just like to get on Ronald for some reason. I think it's just older people, honestly. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, he, he there's some Braves fans that don't like Ronald Acuna for whatever reason. Um, but uh, yeah, that was brutal. But still, at that point, I was I was I was watching this game with uh, Logan, and Logan turned into Frank the Tank during this game. I like it was it was ridiculous. Um, at this point, it's only four to nothing in the th- in the uh, third inning, and before that, we didn't mention 
Orlando Arcia hit a homer. So it was three to one at that moment. And then it was four to one after the inside of the Parker. So it's only four to one in the third inning. So it's not over. And then in the top of the fourth, Olsen, it's a homer. So now it's four to two in the fourth, you know, it didn't feel like it, but the Braves were in this game for a while. Um, But uh, yeah, shout out to those two guys and Darno. They had a good game. Um, We'll talk about the overall performances, but Olsen and Darno were the Braves' two best hitters in this series. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we can uh, we can skip to the bottom of the sixth, which uh, was the dagger of the series, and just like a this like incredibly frustrating to watch. Um, credit to Snit, he went early went early with AJ Minter and Iglesias in this game to try to keep th- keep things close as he could. It didn't end up working out. It wasn't really anybody's fault. The Phillies just dinked and dunked iglesias to death in the sixth oh my goodness um, it was um pretty brutal um some of it was mentor too. mentor pitched the got the first two outs of the six and they brought in iglesias and um i don't have like the exact sequence in front of me but it was just bloop after bloop after grounder through a hole and they got three runs in that inning and that was the uh game still wasn't over at that point but it was definitely made it very difficult and it was pretty much the dagger it made it seven to three so uh what do you think about those hits off of Iglesias? Who, Iglesias and Mentor, who have been, like, since the All-Star break, like, two of the best 10 relievers in baseball. <laughs> I mean, they didn't give up anything hard. I I don't – I hate being that guy that's like, oh, you didn't hit the ball hard. But, I mean, the Phillies hit the ball hard pretty much all series. They did not in this moment. And it was just like, uh, yeah, this is this is just not our week. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's all you can say for that. It was just bloop after bloop, bloop. I mean – it, it was so annoying to watch. I just remember I'm getting flashbacks right now from like early in the season when we're playing the Mets and just these soft ground balls, just finding holes. Um, yeah. And it was like the 2019 NLDS against the Cardinals. That was what it was reminding me of. Yeah. They did that the whole series. Devil magic. <laughs> Five <laughs> games. They did that. It's ridiculous. Um, But uh, yeah, that was, that was pretty terrible and a pretty bad way to end the season for those two guys mentoring Iglesias. I felt bad for them because they had just been so good. All yeah. season for the for the Braves. I mean, Iglesias since the trade deadline when he came over, he had been literally the best reliever in baseball. And uh, same for Kenley. Um, he had a bad ending. Might be his last. Um, might have been in his last outing for the Braves in his career. But he gave up a homer to Harper. Uh, Harper was just on one this series. He, I think he finally woke up. He had been pretty cold in the regular season, and uh, he didn't really do much against the Braves in their last few games against each other in the regular season. But he like made up for it and then some um he had a homer that made it eight to three and then uh that was pretty much it i mean honestly uh dominguez comes in and shuts the door for the phillies they win eight to three and the braves lose in a four uh so yeah you got any more thoughts on game four before we just go into talk about the disaster and the overall series and who was terrible and who wasn't <laughs> yeah i mean game four we had three home runs all of them solo shots. Yeah, that was not going to do it. There was some bad sequencing there of not being able to get uh, guys on in front of them. That's pretty unfortunate. Uh, one thing I got to talk about that I got to bring up about game four. Um, the one other time, let me make sure this is right before I say it. I think the Braves only had one actual base runner in the game. That wasn't a home run. That, that They actually stood on the base. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm not even kidding. Um, I think it was Arcia had a single. Yeah, the Braves had four hits three solo shots and RC a single. And that was off of Brad hand, the lefty 
and Snit just let Eddie face Brad Hand in like the fifth inning when they're down with the season on the line. That was pretty bad. Um, with the only base runner the entire game gets on and they leave Eddie in the face of lefty. Had to bring that up because that was just bizarre. I think Robbie Grossman has to be hurt. That's my only thing I can yeah, wrap my head like, around. It's Gross Tober, man. Like where where is he at? I I don't know. Yeah, between that and them pinch hitting Vaughn in game one, Ugh. pinch hitting for him. I think he has to be hurt. And if he's hurt to the point where he can't hit lefties, then why is he on the team? You know, yeah, because Brad, Hand Brad Hand's release point is like 10 feet to the left. He's throwing behind you as a lefty. I mean, it's, yeah. it's ridiculously and I, hard. And I give a little credit to Eddie. Eddie hit the ball pretty hard. Like off the bat, I was like, oh, I thought he might have got it. But it was just a fly out to center. I think that would have tied the game. It was still 4-2 to two with a runner on. And it was just like – this is the the clearest, crystal clearest spot of why you have Robbie Grossman on the team. So I just think he has to be hurt. And like I said, if he's hurt to the point where he can't even do the one thing he's on the team to do, then why why are you just burning a roster spot on him? But that's just a little like annoying thing. Um, didn't affect the outcome of the series, obviously, but I had to at least bring that up because that was just super weird. Snit kind of had a weird series. He, he's not the reason they lost, but he wasn't at his best, I don't think. Um, but uh, yeah, do you got any uh, do you got any um thoughts on Snit and his series? We all know he like pretty much pitched a perfect game last year in the playoffs when they won the World Series, but I think he had some weird moments in this one for sure. I mean, definitely. Um, the starting pitching didn't help him make decisions any yeah, easier. I mean, oh, not no doubt. I mean, that's that's the other thing. The players lost the series. Brian Snicker did not lose the series. Absolutely, <laughs> not even yeah. close. Yeah, yeah, um, he's not. He's he's not on the top priority of of list things to blame he's like the 16th reason the braves lost the series (laughs) like it's there's so many other things which we can get into now but yeah um we can talk about let's talk about the hitting first the batting um there were three guys in the series that hit for the braves the top two like i mentioned earlier were olsen and darno uh darno his numbers ended up looking very good batted 375 375 on base and 938 slugging so he had a 1.313 313 OPS and he had uh two homers in the series. He was awesome. So shout out to Darno. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Olson was even better actually. Olson batted 333, 529 on base, 833 slugging, 1.363 OPS uh with two homers and he walked five times, which is a lot of walks. So shout out to Matt Olson. He really came alive at the end of the year and then Ronald Acuña, he hit the ball Pretty well in this series, not at the level of Darno and Olsen, but he had an 812 OPS, which looks like Barry Bonds compared to the rest of the team. Yeah. And then the the other guy that I guess at least deserves one mention is Arcia. Um, his numbers are kind of being propelled by the one homer he hit because he didn't have like a ton of at bats, but he had over a thousand OPS in the series. So I guess the Braves had three and a half guys show up for the lineup. So um yeah, what'd you think about those guys before we get into the abysmal rest of the lineup yeah shout out to to darnold olsen and ronald acuna um they carried they carried the offense there's no other way to put it they were the only guys to to show up um yeah i mean that it was it was them three or bust every time they came up to the plate yeah and ronald ronald didn't like have a lot of pop he had just one extra base hit but he was on base at a 412 clip which from the leadoff spot that's really really important and really good i know he had he had a really bad game four. his numbers were even better before game four because 
you know, he had a bad game in the field and at the plate, but um, mm-hmm. he was still a very overall positive on the series, um, more so than most of the other hitters. So we'll get into the rest of the lineup now. So I'm going to single out three guys in particular that were terrible when they just they couldn't afford to be. Um, Let me guess. Dan's, yeah, you guess, guess. I <laughs> Dansby, Austin Riley, and Michael Harris. Bingo. They went four for 45 in the series. Four for 45. That's hard to do, man. I don't, and I think they, they might have been all singles. Let me look. Oh, this is so hard to look at, but uh, let's see. I can't read. Riley had one hit. It was a single. Dansby had two hits and one double. Okay, so Dansby had a double. And then Harris had one hit and it was a single. And Riley's one of his hits was that one in game three. That was a straight up swinging bun. <laughs> they, they were terrible. It's yeah. it was insane. Um, and those like those guys have been so good all year. And you know, Dansby batted second in every game and had uh two hits. That's that's not gonna work. Riley he ended up getting bumped down the lineup to fifth in game four. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was bad. And then Harris, <clears throat> he was really bad to play it, and he had him and Ronald collab for some bad defensive plays in game four too, which is just so unlike him. He had been great all year. I don't know. I don't know what happened to this team, man. We can just talk about the team as a whole now. I don't know what the hell happened because this is not the team that I watched from June 1st on this year. That was that won a hundred games. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a couple things you can say this happened, this happened. Um, you know, the scheduling was terrible. We won the only night game we had. We won. Yeah. The and it was because Braves. of a rain delay. It was because of a rain delay. Um, you know, we, we we had four scheduled day games and only one only won the night game. Um, you know, having that first round by, you know, you kind of think, does that hurt you? Um, you know, because the Phillies coming off, they don't skip a beat. You know, they had a day off straight to the to the wild card series another day off straight to the NLDS i mean they're fresh they're, they've seen live pitching the past week the Braves had a week off five or five days off and then you know coming coming into this series five days is a long time without seeing live pitching and you know i don't know how that affected them um obviously it did so yeah um and it, and it was actually pretty much like six days because one of the days was the last game against the Marlins and like no one played that day really. Um, mm-hmm. So from a lot of guys, it was six days off in a row. And I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of, it was kind of like a thing around baseball. Like people have been talking about this new setup. Um, and I think it's just kind of like is Braves and Dodgers fans coping a little bit because they both got bounced after being the top two seeds and being awesome all year. And we saw it. I know the Yankees ended up winning, but the Guardians almost took them out too. Yeah. And even even the Astros, I know they swept, but they swept close. Like every game, if like a couple things go different, they could be in trouble too. So I don't I don't know. That's the the rest versus rust theory. I don't know how it affects these guys. I don't know if the Braves were just wore out in general for the season and they got they got some time off and then they didn't know how to get back at that intensity they were playing with because I mean, it wasn't that long ago when the Mets series, when they looked like the best team in baseball. That was three weeks ago, two yeah. weeks ago. It's insane. Um, yeah, you you kind of wonder if if they spend all their their good mojo, their good you know energy chasing down the Mets, and then they they you know they did that, and then 
you know, that's kind of deflating after that. Um, yeah, like even even in that Marlin series, which like even like game one of the series feels like forever ago. It's only a week ago. That's crazy. But that Marlin series where they clinched, like even that series, they looked did not look good in that one. I think they they caught the Mets, they beat the Mets, and that had been just such a thing all year. Like that was that they none of these Braves teams in the past have had to deal with something like the Mets this year. Mm-hmm. You know, I know like last year the Phillies hung around, but the Braves were always in control um, once they took over. Like once they took over last year, they got over 500. They were in control the rest of the way for the last two months. You know, 2020, 2019, 2018, they were just in control. They weren't in control. They weren't in control until they swept the Mets with three games left in the season. And I just really wondered, I don't think the Braves would ever admit this. They would never come out and say, yeah, we ran out of gas because we used like all of our energy and chase down the Mets. We had to go 100% every single game and had to use every reliever, every mm-hmm. game. Every game was kind of a must win. I don't know. That probably that probably affected them, honestly, and um, that's very unfortunate. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's just so weird. I, another thing I thought about, too, was like it just seems like they used every bit of good fortune and luck and magic last year's postseason and they were just out of it this year like they were just the tank was empty of magic and hope <laughs> it was just like there's nothing it was just it's funny i mean and that's that's the other thing i'll talk about second is the world series last year and how it like uh makes this a little better but i think yeah like you said that all the mojo all the this that, and the other you're using the mets i think you're kind of spot on like they they seem like they're out of gas especially the offense yeah yeah it's all you know it it's all about timing, you know, who gets hot at the right time. And it, and it's the Phillies this year. The Phillies are hot, man. Yeah. Ever since they fired their manager, uh, Girardi, they've just been a different team. And, you know, I, I was kind of scared to face them. I'll be honest with you. I, I wouldn't admit this, but I kind of wanted to play the Cardinals over, over Philly. Like as, as bad of luck and history we've had with the Cardinals, I knew something about this Philadelphia team. They just had something riding on it. Um, you know, they're kind of the underdogs and they kind of had this mentality all year long. Uh, you know, they're kind of being forgotten about being being third in the NL East. Um, and I mean, they just they kicked our ass, man. Like there's not much else you can say. They just outplayed us for sure. Yeah. And I mean, when we talked about um, when we were like previewing this or it was after we talked about the Mets series, I think we all said who we want to play. I think we all said the Phillies over the Cardinals, but mm-hmm. I didn't like the next day I looked at like the Cardinals roster and it was just way thinner than i thought it was so if i had to go back to that moment i'd probably say the phillies or i'd probably say i'd rather play the cardinals because they just they don't have the cardinals did, didn't have nola wheeler suarez the, the cardinals started jose quintana in game one of the wild card like <laughs> i didn't realize their starting pitching was that thin and then we look at the cardinals offense it's just Arenado Arenado and goldschmidt pretty mm-hmm. much i didn't realize they were that thin I just knew that I just kind of said that because they won their division, had a better record and stuff like that. But I, I agree with you. Like if I could go back and redo that take, I would say I'd rather play the Cardinals too, because, and that's on obviously hindsight's 2020 after the Phillies just beat the shit out of you. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I agree with you on that one. Um, the Cardinals, I would have much rather played them after this. <laughs> yeah. Can we go back? <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, like you said about getting hot, the Braves were that team last year. You know, the Braves were not supposed to beat the Brewers, not supposed to beat the Dodgers, not supposed to beat the Astros, and they did it. And part of it's base- baseball postseason is getting hot. That's why the Dodgers, who have had the best team in baseball for 10 years now, have won one World Series, and it was 
the bubble championship is so hard to win, win the in the baseball playoffs. Like, mm-hmm. and baseball is just so random already. And especially with these five game sets, like uh, the Braves, don't get me wrong, the Braves probably lose this series if it's a seven game set too. But like the five game set, the margin for error is just so low. And uh, the Braves had a lot, a lot of errors. Um, but I, I, wanted, I wanted to bring up talking about last year's World Series a little bit and just how it makes me feel better about this. <laughs> um, I know before the series, people were talking like, you know, whatever happens this series, it doesn't really matter because we won the World Series last year. I saw that and I was like, what? What? It, a few <laughs> people said that I follow on Twitter said that. I'm just like, no. It makes like, do you even care? But now that we have lost, I feel I don't feel as bad. Um, and the reason why I thought about what if the Braves didn't win the World Series last year and they came out and did this this year? How much worse would you feel? Because I would I think I would be like, I'm not I wasn't mad after the series. I was just disappointed. I would be mad at the Braves. Yeah, if they didn't win the World Series last year and they did this. It, it, it would just be pain and misery. I mean, yeah, I, I would just feel gutted. You know, but but having that World Series, you know, now now you kind of have that mentality where you're like, yeah, you can't win them all, you know. Yeah, especially but, the year after. <laughs> right, right. Like no team has like gone back to back, and God knows, I, I saw this a when stat the Yankees. This when the Yankees had their three P, and that was like before we were born. It's, yeah. it's so hard to do. Yeah, no team, no winning uh, team has re- re- returned to the World Series since the Phillies. I think it was 0809. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's wild. It's wild, man. So. But yeah, I got I got my my World Series pennant right there. Last night I put my ring on for a little bit and I was just like, hey, everything's going to be all right. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. going to be okay. Now um, you, you start getting into the to the mode of like next year, you know, Dansby. Um, yeah, you know. yeah. That's the good stuff's that's coming whole, out, but... whole other conversation that we're gonna have. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, this the series was a complete disaster, no one's denying that. But there, there are some small silver linings. Oh, I had one other silver lining of me coping on Saturday that made myself feel better. Did you watch the other games that day of how everybody else lost? Um, are you talking about when they went to 18 innings? They had there was the 18 inning game, which the Mariners lost. They had the the when the Guardians walked off on the Yankees when mm-hmm. they were up two in the ninth, and then um the Dodgers were winning three to nothing in the seventh inning and gave up five runs. And I was just like, you know what? At least they didn't do that. <laughs> because I would <laughs> I'd much rather prefer them just getting their brains beaten in than just have my heart ripped out like those three teams did. Like I couldn't imagine if game four went to 18 innings and the Phillies won. Could you imagine this? No. Or if we, if we were up two runs in the ninth and Kenley gave up three and we lost the series, like granted the Yankees didn't lose the series on that day. um, But the Dodgers and Dodgers and uh, Mariners did. And I was just like, man, I thank God they didn't do that. Cause then I would just, I probably still wouldn't be over. Like I'm fine now. (laughs) Overall, I would not be fine right now. Three days later. I don't know about you, Mm -hmm. but I'm just glad they didn't get my, hopes all the way up you know right right you almost want to get smashed then then lose a one-run game in the ninth um yeah i, I say that all the time <laughs> you know yeah so. especially in the playoffs too like it's everything's just so high and like you know game game we talked about like in game one like at the end of the game our our hearts weren't really in it until olsen hit that home record a one-run game 
So you had to like get yourself back up and excited. Mm-hmm. But, like really game two, obviously you had your, you were hyped up cause they won and it was pretty close, but these two games in Philly, like they got behind so early so often and it was just like there was no point in time where you could get your heart broken which i guess is a i appreciate that a little bit but it's also at the same time embarrassing for just how bad they uh, got beaten and that's one more thing i want to mention about the offense to uh to uh i don't even know how to say this to defend them i guess i can't imagine it's super easy getting up and ready when you're already just like down so much so early like you know, people that I know that they're gonna say it's like oh, it's just, you still take the same at bats, yada yada yada. But I, you can only imagine that the the dugout's just deflated after, especially in Philly with the crowd going crazy. Like it's just not the same. So I will give them a little bit of leeway there, but still, they were terrible overall. Um, yeah, yeah, it goes hand in hand. You know, good pitching leads to good hitting. Yeah, good, you know, it it goes back and forth. And and when you're down, when you're down five six nothing in the third already, you know, you can kind of just. You know, it, it deflates you 100%. As a fan, it deflates you. I can't imagine as a player. So, yeah. And I mean, like, yeah, with that crowd too, they were going absolutely crazy in Philly and everything. It's just, and you're in the field. Like, can you imagine if you're Michael Harris standing in center field and you see Hoskins at the ball and have Spike is bad? You're just like, oh my God. I like, as a fan, like, I'm just sitting there in my living room, just like, just like losing it. And I, I, I mean, I, I know that they, they're, they're, these guys are wired different, but at the end of the day, they're still humans and their hearts are on the line too here. They want to win even more than we do. So it's definitely, there's definitely some negative stuff happening in the dugout after those things happen. Um, but yeah, Braves, quick synopsis of the series, the Braves didn't hit and their starting pitchers were as bad as they could possibly be. That's yep. the bottom line. I mean, you know, they have like Strider, obviously he's had his injury stuff and he obviously wasn't right. Morton got hit in the elbow. Um, I saw people bringing up Max Freed's stomach virus. So yeah. you, could, you, could, you could spin it to where we really only had one starting pitcher, honestly, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. of course you beat us. We should have started Kyle Wright all four games. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if you have anything else on this one, man. I mean, uh, I think, I think we covered it all. It was, it was bad. It's bad, very about ugly, as bad, as bad as you can get. Absolutely, man. It was disgusting. Baseball was being played. Um, no other way to put it. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I did take some solace in the Dodgers losing. It was like you know what, we're kind of, we're in this thing together, man. Braves and Dodgers blowing it in October, getting upset, and I was I was kind of happy to see that. <laughs> if we're being <laughs> honest, it made me feel a little bit better. Um, um, question for you. So we got four teams left. Phillies, Padres. Phillies are actually up one nothing uh, on the Padres. To see what just happened. Uh, Bryce Harper hit a home run. Yeah, he's. Um, oh my god, he's he's going off. If he so, stays as hot, they might they might win it all. So like, if I he, need if some he's predictions. I need some predictions. Okay. We, we'll, we'll talk about the NL series first. So, well, it's already one nothing Phillies, but I thought about this earlier, so I'm going to stick with my pick. I thought to myself, Dot or not Dodgers, Padres and seven. Was what was in my head. I think their starters are similar to Phillies, but they have a little more depth there. They actually have a fourth starter. The Phillies don't. They're probably gonna have to run out another bullpen game like they did against the Braves. But like at least the Padres have like Mike Clevenger as their fourth starter. And yeah, I like the I like the um, Padres like high end talent more with Machado and Soto. So I'm gonna pick the Padres in seven. 
And I'll give out a I'll give out my MVP too. I'm gonna say Juan Soto goes off. I know the game's already started. I don't even know if he has a hit yet or anything, but I'm gonna say Soto has some big hits. I know he had a big hit against the Dodgers to help him win that series. Yeah, he's got a walk so far, no hits. Shocking, um, shocking Juan Soto got a walk. Shocking Juan Soto walk. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm actually gonna take Philly. I'm gonna take Philly in five, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't hot, surprise dude. me if they stay as hot, especially if Harper stays this hot. Yeah. Yeah, and and MVP is going to be Harper for sure. After hearing that, yeah, home that's run, not I, a bad pick. <laughs> if I were to pick the Phillies, and I think it's going to go seven, but if I were to pick the Phillies, I'll definitely pick Harper for MVP too. He's just on one, like he's he's figured it out for uh, the postseason, which is scary. The Braves just saw that. I, I do hope the Padres pull it off because I mean, people say you know at least the team that beat you won it all. No, no, no. no. I do not want the Phillies to win the World Series. No, I want to be able to hang over the NL East. The Braves have the most recent title for a little longer. <laughs> not one year is not nearly enough for that. We need a, at least a few years of saying, "Hey, where's your ring at?" Yeah, it's actually crazy. We, we, uh, we need you know, that. the Nationals and now the Braves. I mean, Phillies are in the World. You know, they could go to the World Series. Um. It's just crazy what our division has done recently. Um, Every NL East team has won a World Series this century, except the Mets. Always remember that. Always remember that. 1986, that's the last time. They can't do it. Uh, But, uh, yeah, uh, for the AL, I'm going to pick the Astros. I think that's the chalky pick for sure, but I'm going to say Astros in – I'll go six, I guess. They're just so good, and – it's just silly not to pick them at this point, you know, and there's been a lot of upsets, but it's kind of silly not to pick the Astros, but I'm gonna pick yeah. them to win the American league. And um, I'll go out to MVP. I think he just owns the Yankees. You know, people, yeah. they're, they're going to, they're, he's going to, they're going to hear it when they go play. In oh New my York. goodness. Yes. And I think he's going to just, he's going to shove it right up their ass. Like he's <laughs> so good. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think I have Astros winning it all, so I'm gonna pick them. Uh, so do I. So I, I, do I. I can't wait for them to go up to New York. It's. Gonna I'm, be... I'm actually very excited for that series. Yeah, I'm gonna I, I'm, I'm gonna try to watch as much as I can. For sure, I might not watch the Phillies. You know, no. I, I I might tune in later in the series. You know, kind of when my heart's kind of recovering still. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I got I got Houston winning it all, so I'll take I'll take them. Yeah, then the symbol might be Astros, Padres. Yeah, I got Astros. I, I think Astros will make short order of either of those teams. Honestly, I think they're going. They might win in five. They might even sweep. I don't know. Probably they're probably not going to sweep. But I would say Astros in five. That sounds yeah. right. But you never know. I mean, we all picked the Braves. I'm sure most people picked the Braves and the Dodgers, and that, that just didn't happen at all. I mean, I can't believe. The Braves and Dodgers just got bounced so quick, like they did. That's pretty crazy. Um, but it, it reminded me of the twenty nine, like the twenty nineteen playoffs again. The same thing happened. It was Yankees, Astros, ALCS, and then all year it was like people were like, "Oh, Braves, Dodgers, it's going to be them." The NLCS, we all, all know it. And the Nationals beat the Dodgers, and the Cardinals beat the Braves. And it's just kind of like the same story as twenty nineteen. It's kind of weird. I thought about that today. Pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it sucks. When I was watching the Yankees game earlier, I was just thinking, man, I wish my team was still playing so I could, I could feel something. Because it's kind of weird, man. The Braves, past two years, we've just we made such deep runs, and now I just have nothing to do. Got the Hawks tomorrow yeah. night, but I usually just I dis I disregard the Hawks because the Braves are playing until the Braves are done. So now I just got to be all in on the Hawks. Yeah, it should it shouldn't be basketball season yet, but it is now. So, hey, the Falcons. 
hey. for the Falcons segment, three and three, making Let's the playoffs. Let's do it. I mean, Mariota, QB one, one in completion. <laughs> Have you seen our upcoming schedule? Yeah, dude, we're, we we're gonna we, we're gonna win like not ten games. When I we, we should win five of the next six. You know, we should. A, isn't that one stretch? It goes like Panthers, Bears, Panthers, Commanders, Steelers, or something. Yeah, like it's, it's just like um, the worst teams in football for five weeks straight. So you have the Bengals next week. Tough. Yeah, that, that's tough. Um, then you have Panthers, the Chargers, Terrible. who haven't looked the same, looked awful. Yeah, uh, beatable. Thursday definitely. Night. The Bengals and Chargers are both beatable still, too. Like we could beat them. Yeah, absolutely. Then you have Panthers again, Bears, Commanders, Steelers, Saints. And like, we could, be, I mean, that's very doable. And then was, and then it's Bucks last game. Um, well, you have Ravens, Cardinals, and Bucks. Oh, we had three more games with that name. Three I'm beatable teams. I mean, yeah, I, I'm not writing the season off yet. You know, I oh, don't know no. if they should be winning yet. Um, but but I'm in support of Arthur Smith. I, I think he do he can do whatever he wants to do. I think yeah, he's the truth for sure. Um, especially like the way we're running the ball without Cordero is pretty insane. Yeah. Um, and the defense is looking good. The lines looking, offensive lines looking solid. Like, man, I mean, and the NFC is just a disaster. Like the yeah. Falcons can easily grab a wild card or even, we could, we could win the division because the Bucks just lost to the Steelers and the Steelers are terrible. Yeah. The, the, they, everybody's three. I think we have three and three teams. Uh, Bucks, Bucks and Falcons are both three and three and Saints are, I think Saints have two wins. They're, they're not good, man. We should have beat them earlier in the, in the year. Yeah. That, that one hurts. That one hurts because yeah. it's four and two right now. I mean, the Bucks game was this whole other thing of uh, us having a chance to win that one. We all know what happened there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and even the Rams game, we almost came back 20 to three. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been we're just, just a, fitting. We're a silly football team. We do, like just nothing ever normal happens in our losses. I feel like. Yeah. And it's, you know, I, for, for, for the first time and since Super Bowl year, I feel excited and I feel like good. They have about direction. Game. Yeah. They have a direction. Like they didn't, they didn't have that. I mean, I guess the year after the Super Bowl, we went back to the playoffs. That that year, I was very like, I felt, I still felt good about Dan Quinn, but then after every year after that, it was just all downhill from there. But yeah, yeah Arthur Smith, he, like he he's he looks like he's the real deal. And I mean, yeah, the running the running game stuff is kind of what he did in Tennessee with Derrick Henry. I mean, he, he don't have Derrick Henry, but he's making Derrick Henry out of like three or four guys, <laughs> Caleb Huntley, Algier. Avery Williams, all equal Derrick Henry. Yeah, Come number on. one rushing offense in the football. Yeah. I mean, that's that's insane to do when you don't have a power back like that, you know, with Cordell yeah. out right now. So. Yeah. And Kyle Pitts got a touchdown, like first one in America. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> first touchdown in America for Kyle Pitts. Congratulations, <laughs> man. Yeah. Fantasy owners rejoice for Kyle Pitts. <laughs> I don't even know who has him in our league anymore, but um, yeah. He's uh, been passed around so many times. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, and then the Hawks Hawks play tomorrow. First game. How do you feel about that? Oh man, I can't wait to see the that the dy- dynamic duo with Dejounte and Trey. Man, yeah, I'm excited I, too. Yeah, I can't wait. We should beat up on Houston pretty bad. So, yeah, Houston's Houston's bad, and um, I've seen like some people have been putting out their uh, NBA takes, like their preseason predictions and stuff, and I've seen a couple. Like one had the Hawks like the nine seed. And I'm just like, man, like I kind of like being I like being a little disrespectful like this because I think they're a lot better. Like they had the Wizards in front of us. I know the Cavs got um Donovan Mitchell, but I still think we're better than Cleveland. 
Like, I think the ceiling for this team is pretty high. I think, I think they could easily be a top three seed if everything goes right. Uh, and um, DeAndre Hunter, that was the big news. He got extended yesterday, which um, he got, he got a pretty good chunk of change. He's got yeah. a big year ahead of him. He better be, that's the, he's the X factor. If Hunter is good, the Hawks are going to be very good. I think. What do you think about that? Yeah. Four years, 90 million. I think it was a lot of money, yeah. um, but it's good to see our, our guys that we drafted get paid. You know, that's, that's yeah. a good sign. He's he's shown signs that he, that he can be really good both ways defensively. Um, you know, I think just having Murray on the floor will open up JC and Hunter more. Um, you know, you, you you can't guard four guys like, you know. So I mean, Capella, you you know what you have in Capella. He's a he's, he's a motor. He, yeah, he's he's gonna get all, he's gonna get rebounds on defense, offensive rebounds, and play great defense at the rim. We all know that. Yeah, and um, Hunter. Yeah, like he's been like I mean he's been frustrating. There's no other way to put it. He's been the, the inconsistency is frustrating because you know what he can be, but if he can put it all together, man, like he, he like he it's such a it's such a huge swing for the Hawks. Between if he's the same guy he was for most of last year, the Hawks might be in a similar boat of maybe being a play-in team. But if he can play how he did at the beginning of the 2020-2021 season before he got hurt. He's or even like in the playoffs and when the Hawks won their big yeah. playoff run, he played very well. And if he can play like that, and we saw how good the Hawks were that when during the that that postseason. Um, so yeah, it's he is a huge X factor for the Hawks. And uh I'm really excited. Um yeah, he's 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 the big one. I'm still super happy we didn't trade John Collins, even though they've been look like they've been dying to trade him forever now. Mm-hmm. They didn't trade Collins. I think, yeah, the Hawks are gonna be good. And um, I like the disrespect that's been put our way. I think the East is really good, but I think people are underestimating how good they can be. They're not treating us like we're a team that was super close to getting to the finals uh, two years ago that just added DeJounte Murray and just has a super young core, you know? Like, it, the disrespect is a little much for me, you know? Yeah, absolutely. They, they, I mean, you know, Bogey stays healthy. You know, you Bogey still got a great, another great shooter in him. Another, yeah, yeah. If, he, if he can stay healthy, man, him and Hunter, they're going to be the X factors for this team, especially coming off the bench. I'm excited, man. It, it, I haven't felt this way about about a Hawks basketball team in a long time, like pre before the season started. Uh, I'm super confident, man. I think we can get a top four seed. Yeah, I do too. And like, yeah, like I mentioned earlier, like last year, when the Hawks were starting, the Braves were just in the thick of their playoff run. So I couldn't really like get super excited i remember when the hawks played their first game last year i didn't really get to watch it because they were playing the same night as one of the nlcs games against the dodgers so i just like i've never been able to or not never obviously but i I, like in the past few years the hawks just now got good a couple years ago Mm -hmm. for me to actually like build up excitement for the start of the season it's you know it sucks the braves lost but i guess this is my consolation the hawks better be good man they better (laughs) the rockets are going to blow us out the first game (laughs) Uh, I'll no. be ready to write the ship already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, I, th- I think we, I think yeah, a little impromptu Hawks and Falcons talk. Then straight off the top, see, we had nothing written down. <laughs> I'm still on the Braves baseball reference page. We just freestyled that. That was pretty good. Yeah, man. Uh, I so, could do this all day. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I think I think we got it all. Uh, Braves, Falcons, Hawks. Um, so yeah, we'll be back next week. Another episode talk about the Hawks Falcons some more maybe start we'll start uh probably wait till the 
season ends in all of baseball to start talking about free agency stuff, the Dansby stuff, all that uh, Braves offseason stuff. So we'll wait a little bit on that. Um, but yeah, I think we covered it all. If you made it this far listening, I really, really appreciate it. And we'll see you in the next one. Thank you.